In Hetrick v. Estate of Gladys Sams, 2023, ARC App 338, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reasoned that the trial court was correct in concluding a guardian breached her fiduciary duties in emptying the ward's bank accounts and putting all funds in a trust in which the guardian was the sole beneficiary. Judge Wood wrote, quote, Appellant Joyce Hetrick appeals the judgment entered by the Conway County Circuit Court finding that she breached her fiduciary duty as guardian of her mother, Gladys Sams. Joyce served as both guardian of her mother and co-trustee with Gladys over a trust benefiting Gladys during her lifetime, and of which Joyce was the sole beneficiary at Gladys's death. On appeal, Joyce contends that the circuit court clearly erred in 1. finding that she breached her fiduciary duty as guardian when she transferred Gladys's personal funds to the trust, 2. finding that the transfer of Gladys's personal funds to the trust required a court order, and three, calculating damages. We affirm. At the conclusion of the trial, the circuit court took the matter under advisement and on April 23, 2020, entered a judgment finding that Joyce had breached her fiduciary duty as guardian of Gladys's estate by withdrawing the funds from Gladys's personal accounts and depositing them into the trust. The circuit court found that Joyce failed to establish that the source of the funds in Gladys's personal accounts was the trust. The circuit court also found that Joyce was aware of the 2010 will. She placed all of Gladys's personal funds into the trust for her sole benefit, which had the effect of rewriting Gladys's estate plan, and that Joyce engaged in self-dealing in violation of her fiduciary duty. The circuit court further found that Joyce failed to comply with Arkansas Code Annotated Section 2865-308 when she failed to obtain court approval before transferring Gladys's personal funds into the trust. Finally, the circuit court attached Charles's exhibit to its judgment and ordered Joyce to repay Gladys's estate $1,216,364.69. Joyce moved for a new trial on May 7, and the circuit court denied the motion on June 5. This appeal followed. Breach of Fiduciary Duty For her first point on appeal, Joyce argues that the circuit court clearly erred in finding that she breached her fiduciary duty as Gladys's guardian. The duty of a guardian is to exercise due care to protect and preserve the ward's estate. Art Code and Section 28 65-301-B1A. Guardianship shall be used only as necessary to promote and protect the well-being of the person and his or her property. Art Code and Section 28-65-1051. This court has held that the guardian of the estate of an incompetent person does not become the alter ego of the ward and has no authority to change an act by which the ward exercised personal discretion before becoming incompetent. The circuit court found that Joyce breached her fiduciary duty as Gladys's guardian when she, Joyce, in a period of 19 days, liquidated all of Gladys's personal accounts, totaling $1,216,364.69, and deposited those funds into the trust. We hold that these findings of the circuit court are not clearly erroneous. The evidence demonstrates that Joyce admittedly transferred all of Gladys's personal assets into the trust 
which listed Joyce as the sole beneficiary against Gladys's expressed wishes. This supports the circuit court's finding that Joyce engaged in self-dealing and breached her fiduciary duty as Gladys's guardian. Acting Without Court Order For her second point on appeal, Joyce contends that the circuit court clearly erred in finding that the transfer of Gladys's personal funds to the trust required a court order. The circuit court found that Joyce was required to obtain court approval to transfer Gladys's funds pursuant to Arkansas Code Annotated Section 2865308B, which provides, Upon a showing that the action would be advantageous to the ward and his or her estate, the court may authorize the guardian to make gifts and disclaimers on behalf of the ward. The circuit court found that Joyce obtained no court authorization during her short service as guardian. Thus, it found, as an independent and alternative ground to violating the fiduciary duty she owed to Gladys, that Joyce violated the statute. Whether Gladys would have benefited from the transfers is not determinative. Gladys, as an individual, is a different legal entity from the trust of which she is a trustee and beneficiary. And while the Supreme Court has held that there is an exception to this statute when the guardian makes donations or expenditures that are consistent with the ward's previous donations and expenditures, Joyce presented no evidence that Gladys had been making transfers from her personal accounts into the trust. In fact, the opposite was true. Gladys had opened personal bank accounts instead of depositing her assets into the trust. Moreover, she specifically left Joyce out of her 2010 will and expressly stated that she wanted Patrick and Charles to inherit her assets. Therefore, we hold that the circuit court did not clearly err in finding that Section 2865308B required Joyce to obtain court authorization to make gifts to the trust on Gladys's behalf, and we affirm on this point. Damages We turn now to Joyce's third and final point on appeal, which is a challenge to the circuit court's calculation of damages. The court found that the estate suffered damages in the amount of the transferred funds, $1,216,364.69, specifically set forth in Charles's exhibit, which the court attached to its judgment. Joyce contends that Gladys withdrew $343,940 in trust funds and deposited them into her personal accounts. She asked this court to reduce the award by this amount. As previously stated, the circuit court specifically found Joyce failed to prove that the source of the transferred funds was the trust, and Joyce's testimony at trial confirms this. She conceded that her list of trust accounts was not included in Charles's exhibit and she admitted transferring all of the funds in Gladys's personal accounts, totaling $1,216,364.69 listed in Charles's exhibit into the trust. After reviewing the entire evidence, we are not left with a firm conviction that the circuit court clearly erred in assessing damages in this case, and we affirm its award. End of quote. End of decision.